right, everybody. Welcome to Yeah, But Still for this week. Um, with us today, special guest, uh, Yasser Lester. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the Zoom pod. Uh, How you doing? What if, that was my energy, what if that was my energy the whole time? I know, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> You have to be, you have to be uh, louder over Zoom. It's like, uh, it's like theater. You have to exaggerate yeah. everything. Oh, I know. I, I was actually. I, think, I mean, I think that was that was Chelsea's energy when she, when she came on. Oh, that was. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's not talk about that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I think she'd be okay with me saying that. It was rough. That was a rough one. Wait, which one? Which Chelsea? We we did oh, an episode Freddy. with uh, your, your, oh, young, yeah your young, your Chelsea my, my, my young ready <laughs> it got yeah. it got uh, edited quite a bit dog she's <laughs> she's so she's a nutcase I love her so so much um, yeah, I will say good. that energy that's like I don't get why rappers particularly rappers don't have to be charismatic anymore it really like bums me out like. Like, I feel like back in the day, it was like, you know, Run DMC, like, would be, like, in an interview. Like, we got the Adidas, and we got, the, you know, an LL Cool J. Be like, yo, if your girl comes around me, I'm going to, like, spit, <laughs> spit in her coochie or whatever. And, like, I like mean, everyone. to be fair, it was, like, rap, like, just started existing. Right. But you still had to, like, sell yourself. But, like, like SoundCloud, yeah. like, have you seen, like, interviews with SoundCloud rappers that just literally, like, Oh yeah, yeah I mean, bad. there was I. You brought up LL Cool J, and there is like this really good video of him performing super early on, uh-huh. where he has to like explain what rapping is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has to be like, okay, listen, I uh, I'm about to rap. It's when you rhyme words, uh, and he has to like fully explain like what rapping is. But yeah, I mean, like a lot of the, I guess the SoundCloud generation, it's uh. It's, it's not even because it's not like an old head thing. Like, I mean, I know I'm older than y'all, but like, it's not like a back in my day thing. It's just like, it feels like every other genre of music has like adapted to the idea of like, because we live in a like post social media world, like, you got to really like, eh, 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 like bring it. But like, yeah. every SoundCloud rapper, it's like, like Roddy Rich, when you see him on stage, he like goes for it. And then I like watched some interview with him. He was like, literally all he kept saying was like, I like collecting jerseys. Jersey. <laughs> and I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, please have kill you me. ever seen, have you ever seen Takashi 69 get interviewed? Well, though? I was going to say he might but be the opposite. Yeah. He's the exception. Dude, he's yeah, all he's, charisma. But he I really think I love it. him. I think yes. I love him. Yeah. He's so like, it's so crazy to like, this is like, uh, you know, like I, I guess I just didn't expect culture to shift as much as it did so quickly. Yeah. But like, Everyone went from like hood rap to like now there's this kid with rainbow hair who literally snitched on everyone and is in witness protection and then comes after the hardest people. Like he's like Snoop, yeah. you cheat on your wife, you're a snitch. Meek Mill, you have no sales. Like I mean like it is so – it is – it's – it's not even trolling anymore. I'm like, oh, like he's he's actually operating on a level much higher than everyone else. And we're going to look back at this, I feel like, and be like, Takashi is like the dude who turned it for everyone. Oh, it's it's fascinating. Like, I, I do think that he's he's like a master manipulator mm-hmm. in terms of just like how he, uh, I don't know, just how he talks to the press and just how he like orchestrates his whole operation like yeah what he's managed to pull off is like incredible just in terms yeah. of like 
oh, this guy really like nailed the landing on like coming out of jail, <laughs> coming out of jail and like stitching on everyone and then just immediately being number one again. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like he watches like that breakfast club interview is like fucking like incredible. Yeah. I mean, he's, and he's a, you know, he's a man of the people. Yeah. I, I will say that too. Like there were, there were a lot of, you know, he, he, uh, he, there's that whole thing a couple weeks ago where, um, like, I, I he he claims that Justin Bieber and Ariana like bought streams or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I know. Like that whole thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, the way he handled that situation, he like, I mean, he he put out the thing where he said the stuff, and then Ariana responded, whatever. Yeah. And then he posted a thing where um, he was like talking about how his mom like collected cans to like provide for him and like just you know all, all the the struggles that he went through at uh that age and then like posted a video of like ariana grande on nickelodeon yeah. <laughs> and it was just like this is i was like yeah this is a that's a fucking class conscious yeah, yeah. response yeah um like you really can't you can't you can't get him it's very like i mean it is he does use like very trumpian tactics yeah well yeah, yeah no dude um, i remember him do you remember when he was blowing up before his rap career where he was just like there were yes. viral pictures of him wearing like outfits that said like pussy eater like a jersey that said like pussy eater and like ass eater and shit like he oh, yeah like a jersey that had said like pussy eater 69 yeah or yeah yeah um yeah but, well, i mean well it's oh, just like ahead. it's a, oh no no it's, it's just that weird thing where like remember when like soldier boy came out and like no one understood like MySpace. And for whatever reason, yeah. Soldier Boy was the one person <laughs> that understood like how right. to get like a career off of it. It was literally Soldier Boy and Dane Cook. Yeah. Like there were the two yeah. people. <laughs> like, so funny. Yeah. Which is just like so funny to think about. Just like in terms of like you know, like cause there's probably some weird old Forbes where it's just like innovators issue and it's just Dane Cook and Soldier Boy in it. But like, <laughs> but the funny thing now is that like and I don't know what new phase of like online crap we're entering, but it's like clearly Takashi understands it more than everyone else. And like yes. we're we're like trying to He's operating outside of the paradigm, but we're trying to like work with him within like the confines of our knowledge, right? So it's like that's why it's so funny for him to like come after like Meek Mill and stuff on Twitter and or on Instagram because like he knows how to clown you specifically on an Instagram video. Like he understands like the length of it, like you know, like exactly what you need to say. But like Meek Mill is just like, I'll kill you. And it's like but now you look stupid because you responded with a tweet to like a boy with color, like with a rose on his face. Like, yeah, right. it's, it's yeah, so. it's Bugs. He's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah truly. It's a good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it fucking rocks. I mean, it reminds I me know. of there, Chief Keef in the early days, like not doing the same stuff. But Chief Keef, like people didn't know how to handle him at all when he first yeah. came out. Oh, just yeah. society and yeah. anything he would get in trouble for, he would just get bigger. Like those very early days where he was like, because he was still literally a teenager and like the system was like 
he was getting famous and like the Chicago school system was like trying to like make him go back to school and like, like no, you, you're going to go to juvenile hall. <laughs> like, you know, you can't put out this, you can't put out bang three. You need to go back to school. He, but like my favorite thing is that thing w- between him and uh, Katy Perry, where she was like, I just heard this song called like, I hate being sober. Like who put that out? And he was oh, like, yes. you dumb slut, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, oh, I didn't mean any disrespect, Mr. Keefe. I'm so sorry. And then he just wrote back, yeah, he, I'm he, sorry. He said, uh, <laughs> I think his response to uh, Katy Perry was, uh, uh, Katy Perry, you can suck the black off my dick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what, that's yeah. what he said. Yeah. I'll never. Which, f- I mean, Go. like Katy Perry writing a tweet about like, the song hate being sober is like dumb as shit because like all of her, what was that? That last Friday night song. It's, it's all about like what, we getting were in a park getting out, drunk. Yeah. But, like you're, like, yeah. But because you're a white woman and it's like, okay, I don't know. Dude, I'll oh, never, I'll never well, forget the era when chief Keef was like literally posting pictures on Instagram of him getting a blowjob like full dick oh full dick yeah in, I forgot in the photo that. and it was just like random girls too giving them like no blurred faces or anything and he was also like probably underage too so like <laughs> it was also oh, this yeah, weird just, dynamic where it's like posting yeah posting child porn on yeah, your Instagram but also <laughs> the f- dude because I was in Chicago at the time like local newspapers were writing about him because more than being like a rapper he was also like a local menace and sort of a symbol of all the problems in the south side so there was like a real crackdown on him and he did do this formal apology when he i think he got on probation or something he's like hey like i'm sorry i'm gonna calm down blah 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 blah. and it was in the newspaper and literally like two days after he posted the getting top picture on instagram (laughs) well that's why i liked that's why I liked him so much because there was this weird thing where he like became like he was literally like the boogeyman. Like he became an idea, you know what I mean? And like it was just like every fear of like the the black teenager he actually was. Like yeah. that's what I love. Like it was just like anyone was just like, you know, and these black teens, they rob you and they blow you know, like and that was him. And so like there was something really funny to me about like this idea that the world had like self-fulfilled its own prophecy and that person became chief keith like it's just really it's, it's funny to me it's and like cool I sp- that oh go, go ahead. sorry no not you oh, i was just gonna say i love that he like came out the gate just like his first video is just him and 50 shirtless men and his empty grandmother's like <laughs> condo that like they got evicted from like it's so insane it's so insane but like i went to chicago for Brandon, I actually think you did it too. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like those like Toyota Thon things. Did you ever have oh, to do those? Yeah. I, don't, I I think you were in. I was at Outside Lands. And for, I was hosting. And you, and were, you were doing yeah. a Toyota thing. Yeah. I was yeah. doing a different thing. Yeah. Uh, but I had to host one in Chicago. And like, I remember it was like, it wasn't even late. It was like legit like 945, 10 o'clock at night. And I was like walking around. And um, I was like, I just need something to eat. And the weird thing is, like, Chicago shuts down kind of early. Like, no one tells you that. There's, like, a few spars. Downtown Chicago. Downtown, yes. I mean, like, East Room 
that that place was open until like 3 a.m. That's like a bar, though, you're right? Ta- I'm talking yeah. about just like you just can't get something to eat there. Downtown Chicago. You're, like, you're referring yeah. probably to downtown, like the Loop shuts down. Yeah, like near Grant Park and all that stuff. Yeah, that's so, like, done. No, it's only so like I'm just like walking around trying to find something, and it was just me and then three dudes on the street. And they walked towards me, and I realized they had all had matching airbrush shirts. And one of them said, like, uh, the nicker. So, they, like, they spelled it with K's. And one said, like, the nicker that keep the heat on them. And then one of them said, like, the nicker who got racks. And then the last one said, <laughs> this is so crazy, is, like, the nicker that keep two B's on his leash. And it was B I H S. So it was just like he didn't want to spell, or they wouldn't be like, we're not going to spell the whole word, you know? Oh, like but I was, bitches? Yeah. So it was okay. like two, two biz on his leash. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, like every nigga out here is Chief Keith. Like I was like, he's, <laughs> he's not the anomaly. <laughs> I, <laughs> he is very much the everyman. I think you had a very uh chance run in with those guys because they sound amazing and i don't know if that's the norm but (laughs) but um i mean i used to work like down in like real nasty parts of the south side and it was like it was super dangerous but also i was so white and like naive that it wasn't dangerous for me because people would just come up to me and be like Hey man, what are you doing down here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like legitimate, not even like they're just more curious. And I would just tell them, they'd be like, "Oh, cool, cool, all right, see ya." And just like, <laughs> I never had any problems. They're just like too baffled. People probably thought I was a cop or something, you know? Doc, I was just like too out of place. So funny, Doc. When I was actually with Peretti, we were doing. I was opening for her for a show out there. And like an Uber driver we were with got lost, and we just ended up in the South Side or on the South Side. And you could just see him looking around like, <gasps> and we're like, are we okay? And he's like, we got to get out of here. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> like you're the person to do that. Like, why are you saying it to us? Like, stop it. Like eyes all welled up. Like I was like, get us out of here, dog. Like, um, yeah. Like he can't drive. <laughs> yeah. Cause also like, you know, everyone knows. And that's the thing like that you're kind of talking about right now, but it's like, everyone knows their own ghetto. Everyone knows their own <clears throat> their own hood regardless if they live there or not it's like you know you know how people act from where you're from you know what i'm saying but like getting caught in someone else's hood is like one of my yeah it's probably my number three nightmare of like life you know what i'm saying and so like all i had heard is like you know like in chicago they just set your arm on fire for no no reason at all and i was like what so like when we got lost i was like nigga get us out of here um (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So that's my Chicago story. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Well, oh, oh, I mean, I just remembered uh RIP Fredo Santana. Uh but uh you know, a couple uh, like 5 years ago, we like we filmed something and then uh he like I don't know, he like in passing was like, "I really want to start acting. Like I really want to start acting more." And so I like I don't know. I was like, oh, I'll, I, like, I've got reps. I'll, right, talk yeah, yeah. To, I'll talk to people or whatever and sent, <laughs> send them some email like, oh, there's this guy, Fredo Santana. And I tried to like set it up in like a way that they would understand. Even right, though I yeah. had like no, I had like no credits or fucking whatever. Like, right, yeah. you know, 
they did, they didn't give a shit. But I was like, oh, there's this this rapper Fredo Santana. He's like in this new Drake video. He has songs with uh you know Donald Glover and Kendrick Lamar. Blah blah blah. Whatever. That's a like, really funny uh, way to describe Fredo Santana. I mean, yeah. I was trying to describe him. <laughs> He's a to good friend of Donald agents. Glover. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to describe him in a way that like an agent would understand who Fredo Santana is. Yeah. Right. So, like, that's obviously not how you would describe Fredo Santana, but it is if you're, like, talking to, like, you know, some UTA agent. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just got a response, like, oh, I don't think, uh, I don't think he's, he's for us. for us. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, some shit like that. But, like, every three months, I would get a text message from Fredo Santana, like, hey, man, like, <laughs> did you get me an agent? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he stayed on and you, man. I would just have to lie and be like, ah, uh, uh, I'm working on it. I'm man. working at, I'm working out really, really hard, man. <laughs> Dog is so funny. My cousin, my mixed cousin, who like, you know, God bless him, whatever, uh, got like in a fight with someone, like a screaming match with one of his homies. This is up in Fresno. And I guess some like idiot at the bar was like the casting person for Jerry Springer and was like, hey, do you guys want to like, do Jerry Springer? And they were like, yeah, of course. So they like fly out to New York or on an episode of Jerry Springer with like, you know, like you smashed my thought or whatever. So they like film it. They each get like 1500 bucks. And then he just de- like he this is when I still had Facebook. So this is like years ago. And he like hits. Oh, that's the rate right for Jerry Springer. Yeah, it's like 1500 bucks. But then they put you like in a really nice hotel and fly you first class so it's like kind of like you know it's worth right. like 7500 uh yeah but but he like i guess like right after his taping hits me up because it's like 12 30 a.m and he just all the message said was get me an agent and i was like nigga, you think <laughs> jerry springer is gonna be the thing that... no that's the, you're that's out of the your mind yeah <laughs> when was this i mean when was this? This must have been like 2015. Oh my god, that's so funny, dude! Yeah. I went to. A gym. I mean, bad bad baby. Yeah, she's a she did it, Doctor Phil, and she's now yeah, dating yeah. Chief Keef. Yeah, dude, I went to a taping of Jerry Springer once. This is the only time this has happened. They um, it actually wound up like before we went, we got tickets like a month in advance, and we always heard like, oh, if it's a. Uh, if it's like one of their HBO or whatever like pay-per-view specials, that's when you're in for a real treat because it's like unrated. Yeah. You're gonna see some crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I think that's what it was. We found out like when we got there, and they first they put you in this waiting room with all these freaks, like all the other people that like are going to see Jerry Springer. And when we were sitting there, it was the- <laughs> wait. Why did they have to be freaks? But you were also going to see Jerry Springer. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was a freak the only too. normal guy. No, I was a freak. Yeah. <laughs> I was a freak too. I was a freak too. But I'm in this small room and uh it was the only time where like I swear to god I felt the flu like go into my body where I just oh like god, was sitting there disgusting. one minute and all of a sudden I'm just like oh I'm sick now. Like I just got sick. And I like immediately like started feel I swear I caught it and then like started having the symptoms slowly and then by the nighttime I was extremely sick. But in the waiting room I was like looking around at everybody and I'm like oh fuck. Like yeah, I'm going to catch a disease here 100%. Cuz it was yeah, I mean like I was one of the nasty people for sure, but like yeah, like everybody in the audience smoked cigs. Like it was just like a pure like like indoors? No, no, I'm I'm just saying like that was the vibe. You know what I'm saying? 
I like, feel like you should be allowed to smoke cigs indoors. I think you should be able to smoke a Jerry Springer, Springer for yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they should some, hand them out. Some Marlboro Smooths. Ooh, or a Camel yeah. Crush. Yeah. I would do yep. a Camel Crush. Oh, I know all about like, those. Oh, Jack was, Jack was a Camel Crush guy, but he oh. wouldn't crush... He doesn't crush the bead, which is very strange. See, I told so you, just I'm like a freak. you're just a camel guy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why, but I would buy the crush. You know, no, you know let me say something. So I used to treat camel crushes like before you crush, like that's dinner, right? You're enjoy it's yes. savory. Then yes. dessert, pow, yes, pop that bead. Sir. Now you Buddy, got dessert on your hands. You is, just had you just had some thin yes. bits, baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, you activate it. You like you smoke it regular, and then once you activate it, it's like, yeah, whoa, yeah. Uh, you know. All right, new it's, new topic, boys. I miss it. No, new, new no. topic, oh, yeah, boys. Sorry. I'm, four, I mean, I'm four four weeks nicotine free. Oh, all right. Oh, yes, sir. What's right. Up? Yes. Congrats, Jack. Not even jeweling. No jewel. Nothing. Buddy, zero nicotine. It's crazy. I like. I was jeweling like I so so actually. Uh, Jason Stewart, like, because when I moved to New York, I like I didn't realize everyone smoked there. I had never been, and I hadn't smoked in like six years at this point. Then I moved there, and I was just like, oh, everyone smokes cigarettes. So do I, and I just like immediately started smoking again. And then uh, I met up with Jason while I was out there. And, like, I literally just read an article about, like, Jewel in, like, Wired magazine. This is when they were still, like, considered, like, an elegant piece of art. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so uh, he had one. I was like, oh, my God. And he, like, told me the one spot in New York that, like, had it. So I, like, got one. And so I, like, became, like, a dog. I was just, like, a jeweling machine to the point where I was having severe panic attacks and couldn't link it to how much nicotine was flowing through my body. <laughs> because the thing about uh, cigarettes yeah. is like, you can't, you unless you're in your own house, you know what I'm saying? You can't just smoke a pack in an hour. <laughs> but with a jewel, you can. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You right. can just go. So like, I finally, you know, and especially like when I got with my girlfriend, like I finally just like, stopped but like every once in a while it will hit me like a ton of bricks and i'm like i need one like i need to jewel right now and so like even today i was at 7-eleven like grabbing a red bull and i was like god it would be nice to just drink this red bull jewel all night be terrified nicotine nicotine's (laughs) fun man but i had to stop it was time it's been a bit why but now were you smoking smoking i know you guys probably i I moved to jeweling and now I'm quitting yeah. that. But I mean, I was okay. all, all like many forms, but I've been using it since I was a teen. So Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was the best. Brandon, Literally just stop? the dumbest thing to start. I, I've I've gone through periods of stopping and I will stop again. Yeah, yeah no, I'm just wondering. Do you like, cause here's my yeah. question. Do you still enjoy it? If you still enjoy it, then don't stop. But if you don't, right. then it's like. Well, yeah, I think it, it crosses a threshold at some point. Yeah. Where it's, you know, it just becomes a pacifier. Yes. You know, and like that's like, you know, it's not it's not at the point anymore where there was like a phase, I would say like summer 2018, where if I brushed my teeth before I hit the jewel, I was like, wow, job well done. You, you really <laughs> did it today. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, you know, good one. Good yeah. you know, gold star for Brandon. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> like where I, if, if I, as opposed to rolling over in bed, taking the jewel off the nightstand, hitting it as soon as I wake up. Yeah. Like it, where it, it was at, at a point where like, if I didn't do that, I was like, Oh, amazing. Yeah. I think maybe, I think my, I think my rule will be, or like has been lately like, Oh, don't jewel until like, 5 p.m. That's what I'm trying to. I like how oh. you guys. I like how right you guys now. just continued to discuss using nicotine after I. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm specifically so sorry. asked I not to. You're okay. just like so. Yeah. The, here's, also, the thing, Jack, here's the thing, Jack. Here's the thing, Jack. I take a adult. smooth drag it and it feels so good. <laughs> and <laughs> my favorite thing is how it sounds and tastes. Makes you feel. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. But are you on the are you on gum or is it no nicotine at nothing, all? Nothing, dude. I'm r- like raw. Oh, that's great. I'm just raw. It's crazy. Good for you. My brain is rewiring and it's making it literally so if you use nicotine enough, your brain rewires yeah. cuz nicotine like replaces certain neurotransmitting chemicals. Yeah. And um so when you don't like your brain, there's a period where your brain like has to learn to produce them again, and I swear to god yeah. it's connected, but I think like I'm pretty sure I'm experiencing my brain just like randomly making connections to shit because like i'll occasionally just remember out of the blue something that makes no sense just like i'll remember some trapper keeper i had in ninth grade you know and it just is in my head i'm like why am i thinking about that i have never thought about that before i thought you were gonna be like and i was molested no no i forgot (laughs) about it i'm waiting for that i'm waiting (laughs) luckily it's all it's all been really insignificant you know yeah (laughs) but it's like it's my brain i can barely remember anything dude like i forget people's names that i know because i just like my brain erases stuff so i'll remember stuff and i'm like man i swear to god I, like i can't believe my brain didn't like format that part of the hard drive you know yeah how bad are those like first that first day of withdrawals though bad no actually like, like randomly I, like a couple days in was worse well we'll move I mean, on I from this topic but i will say yeah, sorry yeah. to our audience i no, will say no more nicotine talk sorry if you want to quit to brandon and the audience if you do if you're a person who wants to quit shant i did take shantix for part of it it's a drug that helps you quit and like uh, lowers the withdrawal symptoms it does cause some crazy dreams you have some wild dreams <laughs> but insurance paid for it 100 percent. what was it what was what were the wildest dreams you had it's not like necessarily in topics but every single dream feels so real was like, it did ray liotta get you did ray liotta <laughs> Was yeah the Ray Liotta Chantix ads yeah oh he is in those ads (laughs) yeah that's funny I forgot he did those yeah I mean no I I didn't see those but I'm aware and you know I'll take if if it if you don't want to take it from me take it from Ray Liotta folks well then the homie Steven Dorf did the blue electronic cigarettes okay commercial I just got to point that out because I love cigarettes I love nicotine. I love ingesting it. I love talking about it. I, um, <laughs> the the thing that amazed me though is like having a drug completely paid for. I, that was yeah. baffling to me. They're like the charge today will be zero dollars. I was just like com- my credit card was already out. I was ready to pay at CVS. And I was I didn't even understand. No, no nothing. Zero dollars. They handed me the pills. I mean, what you That's know, crazy. once a month I'm dropping. I'm dropping twenty five dollars on on the that sweet insulin. Mm-hmm. 
It's harsh. You're getting Chantix zero dollars. Yeah, you want to talk? Let me let me get a hit of that insulin, man. Dog, What's that like? Dog, I'm spending. Let me get a ninety dollars. Sweet juice. Ninety dollars a month on hair health. Okay. Crap from a fancy Beverly Hills doctor. What kind? What are you? What are you doing, buddy? So I was like balding, mad heavy, and then one of my friends like wrote a like funny book on balding. His name is Julia Sharp, and I was like. Oh, fam- Family Guy, right? Family Guy, yeah. Um, he created this show called Making History that I was on, blah, blah, blah. Um, long and short of it, I was like, yo, does any of the stuff work? Like, you did all this research. He's like, there's this thing called PRP therapy where they just put your blood, like, they, they take the plasma from your blood and just shoot it into your scalp. And it's like, that's the thing that works. And I was like, whoa. Uh, I don't know. And he's like, it's actually worth it because the way they split up your payments, it's not like you're paying $20,000. It's like, you're, it's like you know, not to say that it's cheap, but it's like $1,300 each time versus, you know, $20,000 potentially three times or something, right? So you like go in every six weeks, then every two months, then every three months, and every four months. So you like slow it down. But I did it and like my hair came back. Okay. And then, like, you had to still take pills mm-hmm. just to, like, maintain. But, like, um, then I'm going to fix my crooked hairline, and then I'll be... Yeah, uh, it is shaved right now for the audience at say? home. It is shaved or buzzed right now. Yeah, but that's just because, I mean, it was just long. I just shaved it three days ago. But well, I'll show you pictures. Long. Yeah, it was very long. I was going to say, I mean, we just met. Damn. So I've only seen pictures of you. So I... Yeah, yeah. I was like, I... I uh, Dog, in my head, you IG. Have long see what see what kind of thickness <laughs> I was working with. We're just plugging all sorts Damn. of stuff here. We're literally <laughs> plugging like smoking cessations. We're <laughs> plugging Chantix and like hair Bosley so, for I, men. I I really I I do feel like uh like such a fucking you know grown man right now talking about uh <laughs> on my on, uh, this 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 podcast is just us talking about like oh oh yeah this is how you quit nicotine these are these are uh. Like uh, things you can do to prevent baldness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is why this is why oh, like, I no longer like. This is why I feel so like out of. I feel so out of touch. Like on on Twitter now. Like I yeah. feel like I'm finally like because I'm on. You know I'm closer to thirty than I am twenty. Right. Yeah. And there's so much like fucking like I I feel so divorced from the zeitgeist in a way that was not the case when I was like younger. Right. Right. Me and too. And so like now like all I want to do is just like rewatch Sopranos and like yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Like I don't I'm not like keeping up with whatever, but like all the like cuz so much of Twitter right now is like there's there was this tweet the other day where it was like every kid from gifted class uh is now a bisexual <laughs> communist. And <laughs> I saw that it was like, what are you, what, what's, what's going on? Is this yeah. what Gen Z is? Is this what's happening in Gen Z? Gen Z, loves, the, statistically speaking, this just can't be true. People but love claiming. Gen Z kids all love wearing the same exact pair of Vans and thinking they're the most interesting person to ever be born. <laughs> but the thing here's it. But the thing is, is that like I, I want to say that's true, but then I like, I'm gonna, I have this tweet. I think I saw in my phone. Oh, God, I may have gotten rid of it. But it was just like, oh, here it is. Because you think it's Gen Z, but then it's like, I, I had to screenshot this tweet because it was so crazy to me. It's this person going, 
I'm a 52-year-old gay biracial Asian-American author who spent most of his career being told he couldn't make any money until he, until he did and still kept going. Once he did make money, started being treated like his success was made out of luck. I fought for this life tooth, to, uh, I fought for this life tooth and nail. But I was like, you started your tweet saying you're a 52-year-old gay biracial <laughs> Asian-American author? Like, I was like, you're all of those things? Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm a lot of things, but that feels like a lot of things. And so, like, my point being is that, like, because I, he is all those things, clearly. And, like, you know, right. his life was hard. But my point being is that, like, the harder thing for me now to, like, reconcile is that like you can't like it's like the gen z thing a little bit where it's like there's no more generalities it's like everyone you have to know everyone's specific experience you know what i'm saying like right now it's just like blm is like yo it is hard being black like the cops are killing us and it feels like everyone's like for the most part like yeah okay i get that and then it's like you dig a little bit further into the wormhole because everyone has a voice, everyone wants you to know and empathize with their specific experience, like to a T. And it's like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't. And that's not a good thing. And it's not a bad thing. But it's like the reason why Black Lives Matter works is because it's a very general thing, right? We know a bunch of black people are, uh, are oppressed and we are, you know, disproportionately murdered by police officers and home loans and healthcare and all of these things, like, you know, really make it easy for most of us to digest. But like, you know, perfect examples. I like saw someone post like, I wish I could go out and protest today, but instead I'm gonna spend my time talking about how my experience at like the UCB theater. And I was like, What? Like that's actually not <laughs> That's actually not time better spent. Like, yeah, it's, it's worse. And again, it's so specific and like things like that, you know, like, and I'm using that one for BLM, but I mean, like in general, like again, like this guy who tweeted this thing is like, yeah, that's a very hard journey for you, but that is a very specific journey. And like, I think that like, I think that we as a society, like we need to start understanding the generalities first before we start getting into the specifics and that's why like because i'm not like a can't like anti-cancel culture dude or anti you know like I, like i one of my you know like we've talked about it before it's like yes like it's annoying that like you can't say whatever you want but also it's like why do you want to say whatever you want like you know what i mean like it's just like who right. ca- who cares on either side of that argument but the issue then becomes with like the social media of it all and like the Twitter of it all is that saying either one still causes like an argument and you're like, okay, but again, like because we're so specific now with like what, like it it just sucked that like one person can be like, I don't like this and can somehow convince like, you know, a wave of people to not like that thing or, and, or the opposite. But again, it's like, it's just like, Dude, since when has that happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, music was, like, the reason, like, pop music exists because someone would, like, make a song that they're like, I hope this caters to everyone. You know what I'm saying? And we'd all go, like, yeah, we all like this. You know? And then, like, alternative music came up. We're like, oh, that caters to a different group. And, like, 
but my but you know what I'm saying? Like my bigger point being is that like no one online is worried about like take care of like the umbrella of the thing first. Now they immediately yeah. go to like one very tiny thread on the the umbrella and go like that's what yeah, I want to talk about. It gets <laughs> very it gets very myopic. Well, I yes. think and then there's there's just kind of a lack of like humanity or nuance right. with like how people approach talking to each other that is like fucking maddening and like right. really just like breaks my spirit every time I I yeah. check it. I I've I've now I've I've now ascended to a level where now I'm like, I can't look at my phone. It's evil. I'm not. I didn't see what uh, the thread you guys are talking about, but something new that I've noticed that's much different than when I was growing up is that there's kind of like this. There's like this pressure almost or this trend where people can't simply just be an ally to a fight that's going on that's not really about them. And maybe that has to do with the Internet and um progressive politics kind of being in the mainstream and some of these fights actually being like trending topics um in fact like the main topics at some point yeah, yeah. so a side effect is you get some of these people trying to like shoehorn themselves into it not as an ally but more in a way where it's like okay yes i'm behind you guys 100 percent, but also right. in a way this is really about me so can you guys can everybody look at me real quick right. well it, but here's the thing like it, but here here's a, what i'll say like to, to not push back but like this dude is a like black dude oh and never he's mind. talking about this and i'm like bro we're literally talking about the cops killing us i don't care that you signed up for classes at a comedy theater <laughs> And it didn't go your way. I just cannot hear. That is so specific to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I just can't imagine Breonna Taylor's family sitting there and being like, you know what? Both of these things are the same. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, What we're going through and what this comedy nerd went through are the same. My point's kind of moot because I... I uh, imagine it as a white guy just like posting some. I didn't see the oh, thread at all, so I was funny. like, "But dude, oh, no, it was there's like a, there's it versions was more of that." Of a thing. I think it was a thread about like how UCB treats black people, but also just people. At, I mean, they never paid anyone, and right, I, yeah, I think they've just been like it shitty. Yeah, in I general. Mean, well, I've seen some wild posts uh, over the last couple of weeks from the type of people I was talking about back there, uh, ranging from like hundreds of new mini dolezal characters i've seen online yeah to white people like literally posting a picture from their yacht with like blm as the caption i mean i think it's 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 weird i mean yasser and i see it uh more so than you and that's you're you're fortunate in that regard just like little just dumb like comedy bullshit but uh you see like these these people uh you, you see a lot of a lot of folks and by the way i, I am spelling folks with an x okay good just oh. checking ks yes. <laughs> glad to know um yes but uh you, you see a lot of folks online who uh are like using uh a much uh, you know using like one of the largest social movements ever you know just using this like massive movement to like Wep- like weaponizing a social movement 
for like petty social grievances. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. Where like in I mean, <coughs> I, I think you did see this, Jack, but like somebody posting like a fucking some some old like Cat Cohen video and being yeah. like, Oh, like you think this is you think this is funny, cat? And then just like re- like she apologizes, and then that guy replies like, "This is a shitty apology." That's like a white. It was some white guy. It was some like white guy who's like <laughs> an open micer in L.A. Yeah, who clearly just like thinks Cat Cohen is annoying, and like you know that video is you know whatever like you know it's I don't I'm not like endorsing I'm not like oh man I was like buddy rocks. here's a stance yeah yeah this is not this is not my you know I and I I do know I I know Yasser you came on to say cr- free Chris D'Elia uh, <laughs> and we will we will get we'll to get that to we'll that. get to we'll that, get to we'll get to that. yeah <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I mean, like, that that cat video isn't good, and I, yeah, it was, like, sure, it was, like, a racist video, but, like, the guy who posted it did not post it to, like, he didn't he didn't post it for uh, any sort of, like, larger purpose than to try to, like, ruin the career of, like, a comedian he thinks is annoying and has, you know. Yeah, it's like, why, why didn't you say anything back then? Why didn't you say anything back when it came out? Well, but not that's, long ago. But, that, but that's but again, it's like the twofold thing, right? Because it's like I know, and I would have known five years ago, not to like make a video with like an Indian person wearing like a you know like a turban and like running around, like you know what I mean? Right. Like there's like, like we it is, all have. It's crazy, but at the same yeah, time, yeah, like obviously, like it is. I do think it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, I, I don't want to get I I don't want to get well, misconstrued gonna, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I no, think, no, 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 I think yeah, what you're like, saying, Brandon, I do think is... it, it's wild that no, Cat Cohen put a noose around a black man's neck and like, but like, well, there's, put but up there's a like two Craigslist post. But there's two yeah. parts of that because it's like, yes, it's crazy, and yes, like, why did he choose to do it? But also, there's like, and I here's the thing: cause I'm not excusing her, but there is like that weird comedy thing that happens where you go like this is funny to me and like if no one's around you to be like yo don't do that like it just gets out there you know what i'm saying so it's like you know like i mean remember like when we're like in eighth grade and people are like i'm gonna tell like the illest dead baby joke (laughs) and now you're just like why would i do that you know what i'm saying like it's just dude like it's just corny you know what i'm saying so like Whereas I don't agree with it, I understand how it happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my heart of hearts, do I think she's, like, some, like, crazy racist? Of course not. But, like, but but my bigger point being, to your point, Brandon, that I'm going to hop back into and agree, is that, like, I think it's also, like, there's enough corny people out there trying to, like, dig up stuff on people constantly, be it musicians or forever so when like other like quote-unquote comedy people do it like the homie seth simons or whatever his name is oh um, man fucking worm absolute fucking worm yeah i absolute fucking like, worm. I'm just like seth what simons you, like if you are listening to this i will physically assault you <laughs> yeah on god and like but my point being is that like it's already hard enough so like when i feel like comics do it it's just like what do you like you know what i'm saying like not that there's like there's right. no there's no code of loyalty and it's also like because that's also corny 
But at the same time, it's like what you said. It's like that weird, like, again, the Twitter, like, like it, Twitter should cost $10,000 to sign up. <laughs> like, and if you don't have that money, you can't be on it. Because, like, that's, no one, well, no I mean, one that's deserves all a voice. the things we've said just get canceled. <laughs> Let's say. All of this to say that you hate poor people. Yeah. No, um, no, 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 no. I will I, say. No, because I don't hate poor people. I do think people. there should it's, be, like, a license test. It's it's more like it's not that I hate poor people. It's that like if you care that much about your opinion, your opinion being out there, then you should have to pay for it. Because I mean it, if it costs ten thousand dollars, I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, Okay, I don't need to say anything. <laughs> like I don't care. You know what I mean? But like the people right. that like like there's just something crazy to me. And like I'll you know, I'm gonna be real about this. Like, I do think that like if you do have like a platform and things are important to you, you absolutely should speak on them. Whether you're a comic or an artist or a musician, whatever. Like I do think it's like kind of whack that people be like, Oh, I don't want to talk about that. But it's like if you if you if you, you know, kind of if you are advantageous in any sort of of the situations that you know, other people or marginalized groups or whoever are, are, you know, being, having these things imposed on them and you're making money or, you know, furthering your career. I think it's crazy to not speak on things. Right. But I'll also say in that, like, again, it's a specificity and this, and in that specificity, people want to make you feel like you like, Oh, that that's what it is. I think it's like, people want you right to feel like you owe them something and twitter and like social media allows them to like get that over on people and it's just like you know that sucks but also i grew up mad poor and like we had to eat from you know shelters and all you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah it sucks it sucks for a lot of people and like again that's what i'm saying it's like we need to worry about the like how it sucks for a lot of people versus how it sucked for you the individual yeah does that make sense exactly i mean yeah twitter puts so much focus on the individual as a concept which is as as i grow older i i'm just sort of like i i don't know i'm i'm flirting with ego death a lot more yeah and you know i don't know and going back to the that cat thing there was this elizabeth bruning tweet tweet that yeah she she goes there's just something unsustainable about an environment that demands constant atonement, but actively disdains the very idea of forgiveness, which is like fucking so true. Yeah. Like I mean, you can't like yell at somebody like, oh, you did a you did a wrong thing. You did a wrong thing. And then the yeah. moment they apologize, be like, oh, they, they, yeah, that apology fucking sucks. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you never like. Did you you never wanted them to apologize? What oh, was right. that, Jack? I'll push back on both of you guys. I mean, people talk about cancel culture like it's this giant behemoth, uh, like this giant force that if you you know if you if it comes for you, it's just gonna bowl you over, and uh, there's no way to stop it. But for for every uh, situation where somebody gets canceled, there's also uh, a Takashi Six Nine or a Donald Trump, where it's like people who just literally can't be canceled. I mean, think of all the things Takashi 69. Well, think of all the things yeah. he's gone through. 
and nothing's but, happened. But he's also Takashi Six Nine is also too big to fail. Sure, that's right. also like an impenetrable juggernaut of a situation. Well, where like he is, a lot of people are. And and by the way, I do think like the thing that he was originally canceled for that like where people like call Takashi Six Nine a, a pedophile. Apparently, like what happened is like he was on a video set. Wait, and, wait, Brandon, uh, can I can I finish? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I, ahead. I didn't want to actually bad. talk about him, but I'm well. Okay, now that you actually started explaining it, what were you saying? What happened? I want to know now. Oh well, n- no, no video. It was just like he was. Well, he was on a music video set, and his boy was getting his dick sucked by a 13 year old apparently which i think is bad yes yeah takashi 69 did not engage but like i you know i guess he like watched which like if i was at work and my boy was getting his dick sucked by a 13 year old girl i would probably really be like hey uh (laughs) cut that out yeah yeah um but yeah takashi 69 his his approach to like any sort of criticism is like it only it's only effective if you are doing Takashi six nine numbers. Yeah, you know? but right. there are a lot of people who dodge it completely, and it is like what I was gonna say is that you made a uh, you made a point very early on, Yasser, of like Takashi six nine. He's almost moving in like like he's moving in like five dimensional space, and we're right. <laughs> like yeah. we can't we can't DHS. we can't really perceive like the plane of existence that he's living on. He's like figured yeah. it out like a step further. But I guess my point is, for all of uh, for all the people who complain about this culture being so big uh, that it could just destroy these like quote unquote innocent people, which by the way, I think most of the time people are going to canceled for something that they should be canceled for. I guess, uh, but for the most part, uh, there's. We also live in an age where people go completely unpunished for for most things. And I think the fact that they do go unpunished is a reason why it's uh, there's kind of like this mob justice going on on the Internet, because we see people like freaking Jeffrey Epstein and uh, nothing's ever going to happen to those people. Right. So, I mean, I don't think it's really true uh, on one side or the other. I think maybe we just live in a really chaotic time um, right right now. Right. And I guess the other thing that you guys were talking about before is um, it's, it's frustrating to see people, because this is so mainstream, people start uh, disingenuously adopting the language and the format of these call-outs to just uh, basically air out personal grievances that right. are, don't have I mean, anything yeah, to do with so social justice. transparent. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but the, again, that's the problem, right? Because, like... It, 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 it's still like the... It's one hand washing the other. Because it's like, like, don't do stuff like that. Like, don't <laughs> put some shirtless kid in a noose on, you know, 18th and Bleecker or whatever. <laughs> like, right, that's the like NYU dorms. Yeah, like, yeah. But also, it's like, that dude was just like, he wait. Because here's the thing is that, like, th- this is, and like, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much, but like, even with like this, you know, Dalia stuff, like people, I've just found that it happens time and time again, especially amongst progressive liberals and those with grievances, that it's very easy to hijack a movement and a moment for your own personal, you know, project, if you will. So like the Cat Cohen thing worked 
because we're in this greater moment of, you know, hopefully racial, you know, I don't even want to say equality anymore just because that's just like such a progress. I, yeah. It, yes. Yes. Just a, a acknowledgement. I'll use the word acknowledgement. <laughs> um, and so he used that moment to do this thing. Right. And it's like, again, he's known that's been there forever. I didn't know it, but it's like now you're able to push this thing to the people while there's while there's sensitivity to it. And then like with like the Dalia thing, the thing that makes me mad is that like the conversation completely got shifted from one thing again that we were all focused on and like I'm not saying that whether people think it's true or not that's not the issue. The issue now is that we were having one conversation and now we've we made the spotlight a little bit you know more narrow and it's now focused on a very specific group of people and like i like that's the stuff that annoys me about it because like there there is a way to actually do all of them there is a way to be like yo that you know intersectionality if you will right like that that's the that, that's the kind of key you want so like in terms of like people again acknowledging one another and be like oh this is kind of like a fight for all of us right so even like you know me and brandon absolutely we went at it on text via you know bernie versus elizabeth and like but we also have the commonality of like okay we do believe in medicare for all we do believe and like you know a, a a mandatory uh you know minimum wage and all the things that like make us empathetic to people are the thing that like get us through this right you know what i'm saying and so it's like oh okay we know that we may not necessarily agree about everything but we know what the common goal is right and like right his common goals are or his goals are different than my goals but our common goals are you know the venn diagram overlaps on one another and like there is a way to do that with any sort of like movement because like that's what civil rights are right it's like looking out for one another it's literally in the name but like people know especially in times of, in the times of social media to they know how to turn it and they know, again, like with the Cat Cohen thing, like they know how to manipulate it for their personal gain. And that's the part of it that I think that drives the most insane. Like for the sake of argument, for if we were, if this was like a big, this was a big cultural discussion about universal health care, right? And like me and Brandon knew that like that's the, that's the goal. And you too, Jack, clearly. But like that's the thing you were all talking about. And I like actually like, had this conversation with Chelsea, my girlfriend, but it's like, to me, what all this feels like right now, the way that people are trying to make it about them, it's like, if we were all like, you know what? There's no healthy grocery store in LA, right? We're like, we deserve a healthy grocery store. That's what we all want. And that's like what we're all fighting for, right? That's our common goal is to get healthy, a healthy grocery store built in Los Angeles. And then one guy is just like, and it better have croissants. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, okay, but like let's get the grocery store first. And he's like, We're not even talking about the store unless it has croissants. And it's like, what? Like, why yeah. why are you here? You know what I mean? And it's like so much of the internet is that. So it's like, you know, the it, like to me it's how that Cat Cohen video thing feels a little bit. Like it is it's wrong, but also it's like that's not 
yes, it sucks, but to me, that is not the that is not what we're talking about right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I it's, think people could all like zoom out a little bit more. Right. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the best way to say it. The that's a very good point. I I did get I got caught up when you uh talked about you and Brandon fighting over text because I I just started thinking about like how adorable it is that not long ago our biggest uh our biggest problems disagreements with each other was just like between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and now here we are like <laughs> mean, now here we are with in the midst uh, of a pandemic sleepy sleepy Dude, Joe yeah it is just, well, yeah man, I know. And I'll say this because, like, this was one of the things we were like arguing about at the time, and like splitting of the vote, blah blah blah. And now I'm just like, because here's the thing: realistically, like, yo, like, black people, especially older black people, like, we like. I'm not. I wasn't a Joe Biden fan ever. I've always thought he was an idiot, and I've always hated his guts. But like, I get why my aunts in the South voted for him. You know what I'm saying? I get why people in Georgia and Virginia and South Carolina, like, you know, he sounds like the white dude that you trust, you know? But I'll also say in that, I did not expect such a, like, whether you are a Bernie person or not, or whoever your candidate was, like, I did not expect just the bowing of every democratic nominee to be like it's joe it's joe it's joe it's just like damn man like we really there was really it almost feels like there was no spineless it was there's i was just like oh there was just never any hope for any of this like and i hate to be the conspiracy dude but i'm just like why are we doing this yeah like i'm also like why are we even voting for president because it's just gonna be whoever billionaires the curtain the curtains beyond pulled back yeah in 2020 like yeah we at least had the luxury for a while to like just kind of pretend things were okay but now the curtain they like took the curtain down lit it on fire and threw it into a dumpster it's just like yeah there's nothing hiding anything anymore yeah so it's a it's a nerve-wracking time to be alive for that reason (laughs) Uh, it really is and um that's and that's why like i just i keep like Dog, anytime someone's like your vote is your voice or stuff, I'm like, no, it's not. A gun is your voice. <laughs> yeah, right like, now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> I'm ready. Truly. Like, it's just there is no world in which you think that like go with like you know that what was it? Uh was it it wasn't Lexington, was it? But it was Kentucky. Was it Louisville where they shut down all the polling places? Yeah. They, they only left oh, two hundred right. open. And six hundred thousand people had to use one polling place. You're like, oh, why? Why are we trying? Like, truly needs to someone needs to show up with a weapon and be like, you need to open more polling places, or there's going to be a problem. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying that to, you know, sound like some kind of psycho revolutionary or anything, but it's like that's the only th- that's the only way things are going to get done now because like there's no no one's held accountable for anything because we think that voting works. <laughs> <laughs> right you yeah know, the, like, the ruling class has everything so fundamentally rigged but at, yeah. at the same and, time i think these protests have shown like how fragile the system is like especially those moments in dc where like oh we could topple this if we wanted right like yeah. that was during a pandemic too there's like yeah if if there wasn't uh disease flying around right now that would have been way bigger too because you know most people were staying home like 
they have yeah. people who have uh who are immunocompromised staying yeah. home but like there's moments in that dc protest where you're like dude they could they could overrun the white house right now if they wanted to real bad the, the only problem and the only bummer to all of it to me is like the people we need are on the other side like all the people who like i own 70 guns like they're all trump like there's no cool democrat guys like i have 30 guns well you should listen <laughs> like, to you our I I guess you should listen to our most recent killer episode mike yeah. right ah, but I, he's a lost cause james he's, madison he's, yeah there you go <laughs> from our we just did an episode with like this dude down at uh chop in uh seattle like running around uh-huh. with an ar-15 there's like yeah, it's uh. I mean, anybody anybody with an AR-15 like running around the city streets is a little questionable. It was a very yeah. yeah. It was a wild ride, but you know, maybe we that's maybe that's the, the, the new move. We all gotta we all gotta strap up. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, like I, once all this stuff started going down, I was just like, like I hit up my family, and I was just like, we all need to buy a gun. Like we were not like. Like we couldn't even have water guns that looked like pistols growing up. Like, like it had to look like a different thing. Like we'd have like super soakers, but like now I'm just like everyone needs a gun. We all need a panic room. Like it's just because it's not even for the sake of danger. And I don't mean in the sense of like the streets are dangerous. I'm just like it does. And you know, forgive me for going so Rogan for a moment, but like. <laughs> Like it feels like the the government is on a hair trigger. You know what I mean? Like you can feel them freaking out, which is like the reason why I'm like, oh, we need to like be able to like take this into our own hands. I don't think I'll ever need a gun to like shoot a wild boar and like cook dinner. But like, (laughs) I also (laughs) it's like the exact you're saying the exact opposite. Be like, no, 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 I'm not using this for hunting. This is only for killing the police. Yes, this is only but for yes. killing government officials if uh, yeah. the the violent revolution takes place. Yeah, you know. And, but it's like, but also it's like satire. You know, like, satire. I, I posted, but I posted it on Twitter. But it's like, Tupac said that in '92. He's just like, why? Like, don't use the gun to shoot your, you know, your brother. You know, shoot and kill the cop that is terrorizing your neighborhood. You know what I mean? And like, that is the point of all of this. Like, we're not. And I, I mean this for y'all too, is just like two white dudes in the world. It's like because once they run through everyone, it'll still be y'all because y'all aren't, you know, millionaires. You know what I'm saying? Or at least I don't think so, you know. But like but my point being is that like they just they're they'll burn through everyone and then they'll they'll get to get to y'all. So it's like we all do need to be strapped up because they are you know, I used to just think that they were going to leave us all behind. It was going to be like that movie, like, what was it? Not Oblivion. Elysium? Hmm. That Matt Damon one, remember, where, like, everyone go, goes and lives, like, essentially on, like, a rich people moon, and then all the poor people stay on Earth? Sounds like the Twitter you want. <laughs> kind of, yes. <laughs> um, anyway, at this point, I'm just talking, but uh, I, I just, uh, I don't know. It's just, like, it's, you know, I just turned, like, 36 and all that stuff, and I'm just like, dang, like, it is crazy that we let them get away with it for so long. You know, I think that's like the biggest bummer of all of this. It's like, cause we, I, I, and I don't know about y'all, but it's like, 
I think we all kind of knew it was a farce. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we all kind of was just like, right. you know. But now it's like, there's, they're not even, like you said earlier, Jack, like, it's just like, the curtain is just like, I mean, they literally took it off its railing. And now you can just you can see everything, and they're just like, what are you going to do about it, you know? Well, <laughs> right. that's, that's my other thing, too, where it's like, uh, with everybody so caught up in cancel culture, and it's just like, uh, I mean, kind of, but there's also, like, friends of Jeffrey Epstein running our government, and, like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, right. It's like... Dude, like, yeah, yeah. it's so crazy. Like, I, like, uh, like the Alan Dershowitz stuff to me yeah. is so wild. Like... No other time in history would you be accused of like literally being a child molester and having this much evidence against you and your public statement is just like I didn't do it because I was with my wife and that people would kind of just be like okay but we'll check back in in a few weeks it's like dude that is I mean I know well yeah and like the cancel culture thing too the funny thing is that so many people when there's like an online accusal They'll be like guilty until proven innocent, guilty until proven innocent. It's like, wait, first of all, that does not apply with people on the internet disliking you. Like that's for the court of law. And secondly, these people aren't even getting charged. Like they're not right. they're not getting charged for their crimes, which is the best case scenario for them. Yeah. It's like they want these people well, want yeah, to do the crime you're and talking not about like you're talking about people getting like canceled for like sex stuff, not Well, I'm talking about Alan Dershowitz. Like, uh it's like oh Alan Dershowitz. They want to do the stuff I mean, and I, people yeah. have people like them too, you know? And the right. police are like that too. Like they it's totally like the police want everybody to love them. And it's like the police right. they think it's unacceptable if like some people don't like them. That's why they're always tweeting out pictures of them like breakdancing and like with like <laughs> at-risk youth, you know? Like <laughs> but it's also like that's the thing about cops though that really annoys me. Besides the fact that they're murderers yeah. and terrorists. But, like, the other thing is, like, no one... It's, it is objectively a job for losers and nerds. Objectively. Like, you, it, the cool dude from your school became a cop if things went south. Like, he failed out of college or, like, his scholarship didn't work out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one's ever like, yo, like, it's, like, artists basketball player cop like you know what i'm when saying when i was like, five like, it was for sure like yeah. that Wait, when i was five years old that's what it was like no but that's just because that's the glorification of it but that's also in the same way that like they're like you could be president it's like no you can't like you know what i'm at saying at that time like, i also wanted to be a giraffe when i grew up just right. like i didn't know <laughs> but that's the thing that bugs me about cops is like like you're saying, it's like they want to be like, and it's just like you pick the wrong job. Like you pick, right. so like I don't have to like you, and like get out of my face. Like don't come around and like shoot hoops with the kids in the neighborhood. Like I'm not taking a picture of you while you do a kickflip or whatever. Like get out of here, get out of here. You know what I mean? Like and it, I mean like, that you guys get to other, kill like, people. Nerd like, job. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, like, but you guys it, get to kill what people. Like, like what? That's like a good. Yeah, I'm not allowed to do that. Like, and most jobs people don't like. like. A lot of people, some people don't like you no matter what job you do. People don't love hedge fund managers. They don't complain like, oh, nobody likes us when we mess up the economy. But also, but it's also like, but that's my point. It's like, if you're like, you know, a loan officer at a bank and you're like, oh, I didn't get the loan. I hate you. 
they can't be like, all right, well, I'm going to blow your brains yeah. out. It's like, it's so <laughs> crazy. Yeah. It's just like it, you know, like, and I'll, I'll be real. Like I, pe- people much smarter than me had like clearly figured out all the defund the police stuff. Like all, and I, I mean, this from the jump of my career in like writing and stand up. Like I've always done anti-cop jokes. I've always like tried to get lines on TV in scripts that I've written where I'm just like all cops are deemed like I wish they were dead like I've gotten them on a few times but my point being is that uh uh like I didn't even have the wherewithal that like could defund the police like you know what I'm saying like I just thought they were just like this inherent evil that was always and now I'm just like wait we don't need them like bounce like you know I, I just don't like I don't care and I also don't care what happens to them like hopefully they all blow their brains out like they just go home sad and blow their but uh, like i i've said it before and i say and i'll say it until the day that i've never had a good interaction with a police officer every single one has been a gun in my face being pulled out of my car and interrogated uh there have been times where like they just made me sit in a hot car with no air conditioning like you know what i'm saying like i just don't anyway i hate them i hate them so much uh what's a funny thing to talk about i mean oh (laughs) we could well we uh i did i told jack about this beforehand uh but i did want to talk about the the twitter thing uh that you did recently okay okay fedora's fedora's for freedom yeah yeah and later uh you did like well i'll let you explain it all right uh so long and short of it is that day. I'm sure we, I'm sure we're all aware of the day that uh, everyone was just like, "I'm going to post a black square for literally." Uh-huh. No, it, it was the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I was mortified. Yeah. I was like, "What do you? What do you think this is?" And it was just like silence for now. And I was just like, "It's the opposite. We literally right. need I people was... to like speak." Yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Sorry. Oh no! I was just very vocally anti-black square. Yeah, I remember, um, and I was like, yeah. "Good." But so I'm yeah. saying, it's just like people. So it like got under my skin. I was just like, "Oh, people don't even know what they're doing for in terms of trying to like quote unquote help." You know what I mean? Like, so I like just we're like, yeah, like the hashtag was just all black squares where it was once like useful infographics right exactly yeah it was like, just like it was, this is right where yeah. it was all like information yeah yeah i was gonna say every um, single but, day brandon would like post either on his timeline or story like these are where protests are happening here's where you donate blah 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 you know what i'm saying like there's there was real movement and action happening so like whether i know some some people and like some hoteps have been like it was like all a scam and a setup to like get us to not to, or to you know stop the dissemination of information that part i don't know but regardless it was just stupid because of because of the reasons we're all saying you know so like it, it just like really hit me in a way that like i was sitting in bed next to my girlfriend and i was just like i can't believe this is happening and so i like drafted a really dumb tweet that i was just like it was literally just gonna be a throwaway thing so i like showed it to her and the tweet just said like hey black people or hey white people thanks so much for like posting your black squares if you really want to help black people we're asking that you wear a fedora this friday and take a selfie with it uh with you in the hat and hashtag it fedoras for freedom so i showed it to her and i was like is this funny 
And she's like, it's really stupid, and also people are going to do it. So you have to be careful. And I was like, okay, then I'm going to like tweet it out. So... <laughs> So I like tweeted out or whatever. And then in my head, I was like, you know what? I'll give like, and I don't want to say the number, but I was like, I'll give this certain amount of money per post that does it. So like, at, like people really came at me. People were like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like I'm white and I'll never bow down to you. Like, <laughs> isn't it enough that I like black people? And then <laughs> other white people were like, finally, like something that I can like get behind oh and like, really let you guys know. And then, like, you know, it was, like, fun stuff. Like, uh, like Ike Barinholtz, like, was just like, dude, I have to do this. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I know people are going to believe it. I was like, please. Because then it, like, adds legitimacy to it. And that's exactly what happened. It's like, so he, like, did it. And then Paul Shear did it. And then, like, I just started looking up the actual hashtag. Because that's how you know something takes off. Like, not when people are, like, saying it to you. Like, adding you. You know what I'm saying? But when... They're just independently posting it. You're like, oh, okay. So, like, I look and, like, just like all of these people, like, oh, you know, whatever. So, I am seeing a lot. Yeah. This is so nutty. Um, <laughs> so, like, it just weirdly, like, took off. And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't expect that. And, like, also, I'm not like Nathan Fielder and, like, didn't have, like, some greater, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was just a tweet that, like, kind of went too far. Yeah. So oh, then, no. uh, so then I like did that, and then the next week I was like, should I like try and do something else too? And like, so the thing that sucks is I'll I'll tell you guys what I was gonna do, and then what I ended up being. But I was gonna do a thing where I was gonna try and get like people, uh, like conservatives, to spit in their drink and then chug it and be like, I'm not afraid of any virus, <laughs> and like I just couldn't. <laughs> get like the traction on it that i wanted um so i like changed it again because like the thing is it's like you know with all this like 4chan stuff or whatever you know and i'm not like deep in it but like white guilt is what gets results it's not white anger you know so like you it's hard to prank the maga people sometime because like they think everything is stupid and they also know everything is like a conspiracy like they always you know can feel that something's off whereas like white liberals it's a lot yeah it's a lot easier to prank like a normie white lib right yeah because they're just like they they want so badly to belong they want to follow the instructions right side of history they just want they want to read the instructions and be like oh this is what i have to do to be a good person right exactly and i'm good now i posted the black square and that's yeah. what the black people but, wanted me to do. So I'm not I, racist. Just, I need to say yeah. this out loud just because it's the funniest text we've gotten while talking to you two. But my mom just texted me, how did Bill Gates become so involved to be part of the COVID-19 stuff? No. Like, oh my God. She's like, <laughs> she's fully gone. Is she? I mean, she could mean that very politely being like, yeah, he's oh, donated yeah. a lot of money. Like, that's so yeah, your mom, funny. your mom rocks. Yeah, she's the best. And like, but here's the thing is that like, she's like one of those people that like, yeah, she's a 60 year old black lady so it's just like things come across on her instagram and then she'll like send them to me and be like what is this but it'll be like you know a video of someone took at like an army base and be like this is in the middle of la and she'll be like are there tanks in la and i'm like no <laughs> you know what i mean like, <laughs> is she in atlanta uh, but huh? is she in atlanta 
No, no, she's out here. Oh, okay, now. I was gonna say because it yeah. that would change it a little bit too because it would be like pretty much like midnight there, and she's looking up Bill right. Gates yeah, conspiracies yeah. Oh, yeah. on that a Thursday. <laughs> that would be insane. Oh, but uh, oh, but anyway, so I like so I was like, you know, I'm gonna do this other thing. I'm gonna heighten it a little bit, and so like made up another lie where I was just like, hey, white people, again, thanks for all your help with black people this week, but like, if you really want to help out, uh, we need you to shave off your eyebrows because <laughs> you guys are always scowling at us, and if you shave them off, you won't be able to scowl, and like, you'll have to be like polite and be vulnerable. Oh so my it's just God. like, for sure, this isn't, this one isn't going to work, but like, whatever, it's funny. And then at like at first, like a few people would like send things in where they had like photoshopped their eyebrows off. And I was like, ah, funny. And then like again, a few people just on video fully shaved them off. And like one was <laughs> uh do y'all know uh what's his name? Uh Gareth Reynolds. No. Is that no, a comic? Okay. He's a comic, yeah, but he did it on video and like was laughing, so I was like, Oh, he got it. And then like Freddie Lockhart shaved an eyebrow and then shaved half of his beard i was like oh it's funny then like this like other people just fully did it and they're like i'm with you and i was just like oh like i don't know them like this is an issue and then like dm'd me later like yo did you make that up and i was like yeah but like you actually helped people and they're like i like got in a fight with like my girlfriend like i i I don't think i have a girlfriend anymore because of this and i was like (laughs) yeah but like Everyone loves it, homie. He's just oh like, my. this is like the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me. And I was just like, yeah, but like, you have to know that shaving your eyebrows for wokeness is a joke. Like, you, that's not on me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but the bigger point being with all of it is just like, people think that they can get away with like being good people by doing nothing. And it's like, if that's your stance on it, then I want to look like a boy. Well, yeah, that was like kind of like the most genius prank because it's like you think that that something that dumb on Twitter will absolve you of centuries of white, white crimes and uh, injustices against black people here in America. It's like, like, wait, that's your penance is that you're going to shave your eyebrow. Like, but you- see, but then the thing is, is like. I, I thought I was like going too far, but then it's like you see those videos like the I take responsibility yeah. and you're like, oh, I didn't go hard enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, those man, those that that fucking Kristen Bell's in that video and now she's putting out that uh that book like uh it's OK to be purple. Yeah, <laughs> the weird um, the weird thing is like all, it sucks, man. Any, I mean, I oh, you go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. What were you going to say? The Zoom. This is the worst part about podcasting over Zoom is like the... Yeah, I know. know. Yeah. Because it mutes each other. Um, But I was going to say, any. it's been weird during this last month to see like my white friends, um, like anybody that's kind of like posting with this air of confidence, like that they have like learned to the other side, you know, and they like, oh, I'm the not racist one at all. So actually, I'm going to show you guys... I'm going to hand out like reading assignments and stuff because I've figured it out. You know, I'm good. It's been weird to see because all white people are racist or were uh, 
and still are a little bit it's like a constant effort you know to like learn you, you and you could never really fully understand what somebody else has gone through while there's the people that want to be absolved by like shaving off their eyebrow there's the complete opposite where it's people that like almost don't even associate themselves with that right. at all like they think like oh i've actually read the right books and so yeah i'm, I'm actually on their team so i'm good i'm not bad <laughs> it's but it's like it's so crazy to me and like in the sense that like i'm a dude right mm-hmm. i'm a black dude but i'm a dude and in that there's stuff that i'll just never understand in terms of like a woman's struggle or like a trans person struggle right like i'll just never i'll never get it but it's like i know that and then that's it and it's just like okay and the world is set up for me in certain ways that are way better for me than it is for them. I got to recognize that. And then, like, do what I can to help. And that's it. It's literally it. Because I know at the end of the day, like, I'm not, no person in a position of power is benevolent enough to do everything to give that power up, right? It's just, like, it's just hard to. And not, not to say that it can't happen. But, like, the idea that, like, you're doing things subconsciously that, like, you don't even know are, like, upholding a power structure or whatever that is. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I recognize that. I'll try to fix it in the places that I can. If I'm not, call me out on it. And, like, that's it. But it's like, I know in my heart, like, that's just what it is. So it's like this. But it's like, I'm not going to make a video and be like, women, you know what i mean like it's just like they don't want to hear that you know what i'm saying like chop our balls off or whatever you need to do and like let's just keep it moving but like this idea that like i'm gonna sit here and like apologize like because that's the other thing too it's like the things are so corny because it's like it's just like i'm sorry for being born and it's like that's not what anyone is saying like you know what i'm saying it's a weird way to process it it's a weird like performative stuff right yeah it's like Um, yeah i mean it's it's funny like i um it's it's funny seeing seeing people go super narcissistic with it yeah right where um and i do want to get to like ally fatigue and shit yeah but uh just with regards to like people going like super narcissistic with it i've seen comics apologize for jokes like in in the past couple weeks that like nobody knew about right yeah (laughs) right where they're like hey i i really want to apologize for saying the n-word at an open mic in 2011 (laughs) and you're like huh you're reading it like i did well i did you could have just not told me that yeah Yeah. well i i think it would be really fun i i i want to see somebody uh put like put up like a notes app apology for uh like a racist tweet from like five minutes ago (laughs) like i really want to see that next i'm seeing i'm seeing i've seen enough of people like apologizing for tweets from like 10 years ago i want to see like a no tap apology like hey i'm I'm sorry for dropping that racist shit five minutes ago no bro Uh, how about for the future i'm not racist anymore apologize for the future be like look i'm gonna say it soon i just want to tell you i'm sorry (laughs) it's coming i'm about to tweet something really racist in 10 minutes sorry in advance yeah Yeah. look i love i love my latinx people but y'all are in for a treat in 10 minutes so i I feel bad (laughs) i love the idea of a dude that like 
hates Mexicans but still like uses Latinx. Latinx. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I hate all them Latinx folks. Oh. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's all do it at, on the same day at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn. All right, I'm Ugh. I mean, on that note, I I feel like we've we've set our piece, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh this was a great episode. It's like, that's like a, a good way to close it out. I had a lot of fun. I mean, Man, I wish these. I wish these were in person. I miss. I miss doing in person pods because you know, the energy I'm feeling right now normally would be one of those where I'd I'd say like I think this podcast needs to turn into a dinner. You know, like a post pod food situation. <laughs> oh yeah, dog. We can we can we can zoom din din. We can quiplash together. Yeah, get to really know each other. Yeah. Oh hell. You yeah. know. That's true. Because Brando, me and Brando have already done it. So let's the uh, quiplash. I mean, yeah, I, this is a good crew. I liked it. Um, but anyway, dude, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Thank you for, um, okay. And just to, I just want to reiterate my big points. Uh, <laughs> it's impossible for men to be feminists for real. Should kill the <laughs> cops. Uh, we were all duped by the political system. Voting is a lie. My mom may become a Bill Gates truther. Uh, the guns, <laughs> the guns, I, you know, I, I think you said, uh, Oh, the the, ca- no more rock the vote, rock the gun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. So, hey, Brandon, um, what are you about to say? Damn. Oh no, I I just the Bill Gates thing just reminded me of when uh did you see Ice Cube a couple weeks ago? Dog, I gotta just say like, all that stuff. I know it's it's rocked. very bad, but it may it 100 percent of the time makes me laugh. Like, cause it's like it was so funny to like take a picture of a cube at that angle <laughs> to then be like, yeah, this is actually the center of a star of David. It's like. I like that you went through that trouble. So I'm going to let you have this one. <laughs> I, my, loyal, no, I, my loyalty yeah, I, is with I a different it. ice. You know? What was I that? I said my loyalty is to a different ice. Oh, yes, I'm sir. A, I'm a T fan. Yeah, Ice <laughs> I, I is, is for the people. But I did like it when ice, ice Cube just tweeted like a photo of like two Egyptian people sucking each other's toes. Or maybe it was just the man sucking a woman's toes. Uh-huh. Oh, it's like that weird like hotep meme that's been going around. Yes, hell yes. What, but what's it? I yeah, forgot what the caption is. There was no caption. Oh, it's it's just, just there was no caption. No, there is no caption for most of these pictures. <laughs> he was just, yeah, that's what I. He like. was just doing photo also, bucket. Also, you know who else does? You know who else kind of does that? Is DL Hughley like? He'll like post of like, it'll be a video of someone quote-unquote proving that bill cosby is innocent and then like he'll like his caption for the video will be like hmm this is interesting but what do y'all think and it's like stop stop That's the <laughs> like best just technique. be brave and say you think bill cosby is innocent but don't do the like you know what i it's mean like, like the provocative like the funniest thing he's starting a dialogue yeah i hate that yeah it just it's just open discussion doing yeah, doing that like, with okay, like uh we're... holocaust denier videos be like hmm right what do you think about this huh. yeah oh this is weird what would y'all say to something like yeah. this? Hmm. sound off sound off in the comments below yeah. <laughs> retweet if you disagree favorite if you agree you know god damn uh, all right well um, boys oh yeah sir do you want to plug anything oh yeah um i have a podcast as well you can listen to it it's called my brother's sneaker uh, it's a sneaker podcast kind of but not really with my brother Isaiah. You can find it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to your 
PCAST. It's a great so name. We should probably start a we should probably start a Patreon so we can actually see any sort of you guys both have like TV writer money. Yeah, but it would be better to do this and not have to do that. Oh, You're sure. Full of- <laughs> <laughs> you say that, but uh, wait till it's reality. You'll you'll want the opposite. Um, You're wrong. <laughs> no, I personally I love working two hours a yeah, week. True. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, Y'all, thanks for having me. It was so fun. Everybody check out my brother's sneaker, which is a great name, and um, possibly be on the lookout for the up- upcoming uh, Patreon. <laughs> and, and then my, uh, my Chris Dorner manifesto. Yeah, please. Everybody also <laughs> plugging the Chris Dorner manifesto. Everybody read that. Give that a good read. <laughs> oh, it's tight. God damn. All right. All right. Bye-bye.